23 through 25, amen? And again, Pastor kind of touched on this a little bit, amen? But Hebrews 10, 23 and 25, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Bless your holy and wonderful name. Mm. And it reads, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promiseth. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Hallelujah and glory. You may be seated. Amen. As you see the day approaching, as you see the day approaching, let us hold fast to the word of God, maintaining deep and an unyielding faith and trust in him. Amen. Saints, hold on. Hold on. Because these are those days that the Bible speaks of. Amen. We see it. We see it around us. Amen. 23 tells us this. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promises. Now, I just want to say this, saints. Hold firmly. Remain. Keep that position. Remain secure to something. And we know who that something is. And we know who that somebody is. Amen. Hold your position. Remain where you are. Remain determined, amen. We are to grab hold of Jesus and never let him go, amen. When you think about Genesis, when Jacob wouldn't let him go, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. We got to hold on, amen. Because there's many things in this world trying to shake us loose from where Father God is trying to take us, Amen. When you look in Revelation 3.11, I'm going to just give you a bunch of scriptures now because I want to get this out the way, and I just want you to understand what Father God is telling us today, amen? But Revelation 3.11 tells us this. It says, behold, behold. Behold signifies an instruction to pay close attention. Pay close attention because something's about to happen. Pay close attention because something's about to happen, Amen. Hold fast to that which thou hast. No one taketh thine crown. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast that no man taketh thine crown. Do you know there's going to be people that are going to try this? Amen. Joshua 23 and 8 tells us this. I'm just trying to build something up here because I want you to understand we have to hold fast. Amen. This is not the time to let loose. This is not the time to turn our backs. Amen. But Joshua 23, 8 tells us this. It says, but cleave unto the Lord your God as ye have done until this day. Saints, hold on. We in for a ride. Hold on. Hebrews 4, 14 tells us this. Seeing then 
that we have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. Amen? Hold on, saints. Hold on, because we in for a ride. Amen? Now, let's go back, as my pastor would say this. Let's go back to Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Amen? And it says this. It says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. That means that we all need one another. Amen? To provoke unto good works, to encourage, to lift up. Because many are dealing with things right now. Amen? Many are going through some things right now. But we all need one another. Amen? What does that song say? I need you. You need me. I need you. I need you to encourage me, to lift me up. If you see me not walking right, let me know. If you see me not speaking right, let me know. Amen? 25 says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalt one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. You see what's going on. Amen? We have to encourage one another. We have to check on one another. We have to pray for one another, Pastor. I had to get it as soon as I got in here this morning, Pastor. Amen? But we have to pray for one another. Amen? We each need one another. We need each other to help guide and encourage one another. Amen? 25 and 20, I mean, 24 and 25, it says, the life of a believer is not meant to be lived in isolation. Amen? See, many people want to do this, separate themselves. But when you separate yourself from the people of God and you allow something else in, what do you think is going to happen? Amen? The further you get away, the further you're going to be led away. Amen? The more you isolate yourself, the more the enemy is saying, I got him. What do you think that animals do? When a lion hunts, what they try to do is separate the weak. They try to separate them. See, the lion will sit and watch to see, okay, which one is the slowest, which one is uh, sick, whatever one. That's the one I'm going to separate and I'm going to go after that one. Don't you know that the enemy, as a roaring lion, does the same thing? And if he can isolate you, what do you think he's going to do? Because you have nobody encouraging you. You have nobody lifting you up. You have no assistant to help you in the word of God. Amen. It says to consider how we stir one another up in love and good deeds. To, give, to not give up assembling together as some in the habit of doing so. When we come together, we all have to come together. Amen. All have to come together. Amen. See, you hear people saying, I can just sit at home and listen to it. It's not good all the time, amen? It's not good all the time. Well, I get my word in because I listen to it on. It says, and the reason that the Bible says that, because there's a reason. Forsake not the assembly with those, amen? But we are to encourage one another. We are encouraged to do this. I need your encouragement, Sister Rosalind. Sister Trudy, I need y'all encouragement. 
Sister Regina, I need y'all encouragement. All the more as the day approaches, and we see the days approaching right now, amen. If we hold, if we hope to grow spiritually and endure, we need each other in Christ for encouragement without giving way any doubt or fear in the case where we have such certain evidence, amen. We have the evidence. We see the evidence, amen. Not being moved by the threats of persecution, amen. See, when you tell people about what the Bible says that in the end, for the last days, people will be persecuted. I don't want to be a part of that then. You mean to tell me if I believe in this, y'all going to persecute me? Where's your faith at? Where's your belief? Amen. The word of God does not fail. The, and God is true to his word. Amen. What he says, he's true to his word. And how do I know that? Because Proverbs 30 and 5 tells me this. It says every word of God is pure. That means it's not contaminated. It's not mixed with anything. His word is pure. Amen. John 17, 17 tells us this. It says sanctify them through thine truth. Thine word is truth. Amen. You want to hear the true word? That's the word of God. Amen. You don't have to look and say, well, I, I, I think this is it. It is it. Amen. It's the truth. Amen. Our salvation did not come by us, is not sustained by us, and will not be completed by us. Amen. Not by us. Not by us. Because the reason it won't be completed by us, because we want to take a shortcut. Amen. See, many times we want things, but we don't want to go the long road. I'm going to take a shortcut. And when you take a shortcut, you miss out on a lot of things, amen? You miss out on a lot of things. And then you wonder why things didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Because you took the shortcut. It's kind of like putting a cabinet together. If you don't put all the screws in, what do you think is going to happen? See, that's the thing. We want to take the shortcut. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and put some rubber bands on it. That should hold it or put some duct tape on it. That'll hold it. Go ahead. Go ahead. See, people always seem to think that, that uh, all the tools you need is, is duct tape and a butter knife, and that's it. And you can do any and everything you want to do. You laugh now, but many people think that. Amen? Duct tape is the wondrous the tool. That's all you need. I remember one time, Pastor, when I did this. This was in my ignorance back in the day. I didn't have money to buy brake pads. Left for work one day. Brakes went out. I'm driving down the street. I'm sitting here doing this, and I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I'm trying to hit curves to slow the car down. I'm trying to go up driveways to slow it down. I was finally able to get close enough to a curve to rub the wheel against the curb to slow the car down. Got out of the car. And what did I think? I ain't got no money. What am I going to do? I was thinking about putting a piece of wood as a brake pad in my car. And then I, thank God, I listened to the thoughts that were coming to my head. Well, you can cause a fire when you do that. Amen. See, I've been down that road where I've taken shortcuts. And believe you me, I had to pay for it. Amen. Because we think the shortcut is the way. 
The only true way is his way. The true way, amen? We have to hold on to the one who has done all for us. Nothing is done in our own might and strength, saints. Nothing, nothing. Just because you did it, don't give yourself the credit because he allowed you to do it, amen? He gave you the knowledge to do. He applied what you needed to do, what you needed to do. But some people want to pat themselves on the back and say, I did it, I did it. But all glory and honor and praise belongs to him. Amen? It all belongs to him, amen? There is something profoundly stabilizing about knowing that the most powerful one in the universe holds us. Hell, he has you. Sister Paris, he has you. Amen? Jesus said this in John 10, 27 and 29. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Who are, there's nobody else I want to follow today. Nobody else. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Nobody. Nobody. See, people want to play that game. Here, snatch it out of my hand. Snatch it out of my hand. Can't do that to Father God. You can't do it. Amen. Jesus declared to the religious leaders, meaning the world, that no one can separate him from his disciples and his sheep. He said to them, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I give them. That's what Jesus said. I give them eternal life. Amen. So let me ask you this question. What can man give you? I can give you a temporary stay. That's it. That's all I got. But see, men will try to stretch that out to make it sound like you're getting more than what they're giving you. Amen. Jesus stated that eternal life he offers is permanent. He holds his sheep, the believers, in his hand, and no one can snatch them out of his hand. Jesus' sheep were given to him by the Father who is greater than all and who holds the sheep in his hand. Believers are eternally secure and held by the power of God. Amen. He holds us. Amen. Now, we know a sheep wanders off without a shepherd can easily be snatched or attacked. This is why we have to hold fast. Amen. This is why we have to pay attention. This is how this is why we have to stay close. Amen. In Matthew 7, 15, it tells us this. The reason why we have to stay close. Matthew 7, 15 says, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravaging wolves. Many will look the part, and many will sound the part, but the truth is not in them. Amen? It sounds good. It looks good. So you see a, a, a man get up here with a nice suit on, eloquent voice and 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 you hear him and you like man that man is powerful 
looks nice, nice suit on, and this and that. And many will fall for that, amen? But then when you see a man come up here with jeans on, a T-shirt, you look at him like, see, that's the thing. First thing is appearance. We look at people, and we judge them. You judge the outside. You don't know what's coming from the inside, amen? See, you see a man dressed in a suit, you see him, oh, he's going to bring power. He's going to bring truth. But the Bible tells you they come as sheep. It's rather as wolves, amen? But the man of God comes with a T-shirt and a pair of jeans on. When Jesus came, how did he dress? Was he in fine apparel? There are people who claim to have the truth but are really seeking to deceive the believers, amen? And believe you me, saints, there have been so many people deceived, amen? So many people led away from the truth, amen? We as believers are part of his flock and cannot be taken away by spiritual wolves or anything else, amen? Because Jesus is a good shepherd protecting his sheep, amen? He's our protector. He's the one that we follow, amen? In Romans 8, 38 and 39, it says this, and it assures us this. It says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel nor principality nor power nor things present nor things to come, neither height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, amen? Nothing can separate us. Amen. Absolutely nothing can separate a child from Father God's love. Amen. Nothing. As believers, our eternal security is promised by the Father and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, if you wander too far, it's because of you. Because you're not listening. Amen. But we have to hold fast, saints. We have to hold fast. It is given in main time by, by Father's hands. As believers who trust in Jesus as a Savior is declared righteous before God for all eternity. We as believers, saints. He knows everything about us. Our weakness, even our sins, but he chose us, came for us, and redeemed us anyway. All that you've done, all that we've done, but yet he redeemed us anyway. Amen. There is nothing in this world that we should hold on tighter to than the word of God. Amen. Nothing, 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 nothing. My wife always makes sure that when we sit down and talk with our children, she tells them that there is nothing more important in this world than a relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing. Nothing. Amen? And we have to hold tight onto God's word because, again, saints, many will come and try to shake us loose from that word. This is something, and I don't know if they do this anymore, but in high school, growing up, when you were on the football team, if you were running back, this is what they made you do. They would make you take a football 
walk all the way around the school, every class, all day long. And the point of this was, in order for you to be a running back, you can't fumble the ball. You have to hold on tight at all time. Now, the point was this, that our coach would do. You want to be a running back? Hold on to this ball all day. You cannot let it go. I don't care who comes up to you, what happens, who it is. You hold on tight to that ball. This was an all-day thing. So you're in class holding on to a football. You're at lunch holding on to a football. Walking down the hallway holding on to a football. Everywhere you go throughout that school, you had to hold that football. But here's the thing. You didn't know who was going to come and try to knock it out of your hand. You didn't know when they were going to come and knock it out of your hand. It could have been a friend. It could have been a teacher. It could have been anybody. It could have been a janitor. But the whole purpose was to make you aware of holding on to the word of God. Amen. Because saints, in this world, you actually think people are going to come up and tell you, my whole purpose is to come and knock the word of God out of your heart. That's what I'm here for. And I'm going to tell you that right now. Every time I see you, I'm going to try to discourage you. Do you think people are actually, you think the enemy is going to come to you and tell you, I'm going to come and shake that ball loose. I'm going to come and shake that word loose in you. He ain't going to do that. The enemy is notorious for sneaking up. And you don't know who it's going to be. And you don't know when it's going to happen. And you don't know where it's going to happen. This is why we have to hold tight to the word of God. Amen. Hold tight. There is nothing we need to hold on tight to, saints. Nothing. Nothing in this world. Amen. Because many will do anything to stop and discourage you to let go of God's word. Amen. And then you think, not my family, not my friends, they wouldn't do this. Well, if they're not living the life that you're living, what do you think they're going to try to do? Persuade you to live the life that they're living. Amen? So we have to be careful of the things and the people that we're around. Amen? See, people will try to stop you from worshiping God. Amen? In, in, in the French Revolution in, in uh, 1789, when the revolutionaries were going through tearing up everything, tearing down all the churches and all the houses of worship, and they told people, this is what we're going to do. We're tearing everything down because we don't want you to know who this God is. We're going to stop y'all from worshiping this God that y'all worship. We're going to do everything, everything that's up. We're tearing it all down so you'll have nothing. You know what the people told them as they was tearing all this stuff down? Well, the first thing you might want to do is start with the stars because that's something you can't tear down. See, God has given us something to where we will always be reminded of his glory, of his greatness. Man will always try to come and stop you from worshiping Father God. Amen. But you have to look around, saints. Why do you think the birds get up at five o'clock in the morning and worship? faithfulness amen so you can't say when i look up in the i look up in the stars at night and i'm like this is glorious look at god's glory man can't do anything to that nothing amen and when you look outside at the snow i know we don't want to see it that's god's glory amen 
When you look in the sky, that's God's glory. See, these are things that men cannot stop. Amen? And it's the same thing with God's word. Men cannot stop his word. Amen? They can come to you and try to shake it loose from you, but we have to hold fast, saints. We have to hold on to God's word. Amen? We have to. Amen? Men have been trying from the Old Testament to the New Testament to now to stop the word of God from flowing. And what has happened? Nothing. You would think after a while, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how we try to stop them, they continue on. You would think that they would just be like, just, just leave them alone. Just leave them alone. Because we can't do anything about it. But yet, Satan will continue to try. Satan will continue to try to use who he can to stop you from holding on to that word. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ himself gave us a powerful promise in regards to Father God. Amen. In Matthew 24 and 35, it says this. His glory. Amen. Matthew 24 and 35 says this. It says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not by no means pass away. This is so true, saints. It is the manifestation of God's presence and power in the world. The Bible says that the glory of God fills the heavens and earth. Amen. Turn with me to Psalms 19, 1 through 4. Amen. You want to see God's glory? Look up. You want to see God's glory? Look in the mirror. Psalms 19, 1 through 4 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day, uttering speech, and night unto night, showing knowledge. There is no speech nor language where the voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the earth or to the end of the world. In them has the, he set a tabernacle for the sun. When you look out, it doesn't matter if it's wintertime or summertime. God has always given you something glorious to look at. Amen. The heavens declare the glory of God. Do what you want, but you can never erase the works of God. Man can do what they want. They will never erase the works of God. Amen. But yet, saints, they try. You're not allowed to use your Bible in school. We're going to stop you. That's all right. Got it right here. Thank you. I'm good. Romans 1, 20 and 21 says this. And, 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 and saints, let me get on this real quick. This is the reason why we have to assemble together. This is the reason why we have to study God's word so we can get it in here. Because there will be a time where the Bibles we carry and the Bibles we read and the Bibles we treasure, they will try to remove those from you, amen? And it's coming. I think it was over in China where they were having uh, 
secret Bible studies. And they, they asked the uh, missionary, they said, or he asked them, he said, what will happen if they catch us doing this? And the people told him, well, we're going to be put in prison, but they're going to deport you because you came over here with that word and start spreading it with us. We'll go to prison and they'll just deport you. See, man wants to send a message of if you're not going to stop with his word, we're going to do something to stop you from his word. Amen. So we're going to do whatever we can to stop you from it. You're going to get it. But see, little do they know they're going to get it. Amen. They're going to get it. Amen. But Romans 1, 20 uh, and 21, it says this. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Hang on just a sec. I just hit something. It says, for the invisible things of the world from the, the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in God's head, so that they are without excuse. Man is without an excuse of why they don't worship. Amen. Because that, when they knew God, hear that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts. Their foolish hearts was darkened. You know, it's a lot of fools in this world that don't believe in God, amen? And it's a lot of people with hearts that are darkened because they don't believe, amen? They knew enough of God to know that thanks and praise were due unto him. Let me ask you guys this. If you come in here and you see a painting and you didn't see nobody do it. Would you just think it just came? It just became to be what it is? See, that was one of the analogies they had. You walk in the room and there's a painting, beautiful painting, and it's framed. But do you just think it came out of nothing to make itself? See, people were trying to understand what was the purpose of this question. It's the same thing with the world because they always seem to think the Big Bang Theory, it was just like that. Everything was created by him. Everything. But people seem to think nothing out of nothing became something. I would love to see that. I would love to see nothing out of nothing become something. Because I'm trying to figure out why is it not happening now? Why is it not happening now? Why don't we see these things now? Nothing out of nothing becomes something, amen? But this is the ignorance of man to think that it all just became energy and it created itself, amen? 
they knew enough of God to know, but they didn't give him thanks and praise that was due unto him. But neither of this did they offer. They put aside the natural instincts of adoration and fell to speculation, which only led them further and further from the truth. You can continue to tell lie after lie, concept after concept. But what do you come up with? And the thing is this, man's going to make up the end of it. Because if, if, if man can't explain something, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to add on to it, and they're going to make it sound the way that they want it to sound. Same thing with the Big Bang Theory, amen? Well, we can't really explain it, but this is what we're going to tell them. The truth exposes and reveals, amen? And you know what truth that is? It's God's truth that exposes and reveals. But darkness hides the evil and the wickedness. Amen? Saints, this is the world we live in. But we have to hold on to his word. We have to hold on to his word. We have to purpose in our heart to have a strong relationship. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 26, 41, he told them this. He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hold on to his word, saints, because temptation will cause one to lose focus. Amen? Temptation is alluring to the eye, enticing to the flesh, and an attraction to that which is not of God can draw one away. Amen? That's what temptation is. If I can just tempt you just a little bit to look, I'm taking your focus off of what it is that you were focused on, amen? The Bible tells us to hold fast to the word. That word hold fast means to grasp our faith and hold tight to God's promises, amen? It signifies a firm commitment to God, a loyalty that transcends any trial or temptation that may come our way. Hold on to his word, amen? We have to cling tightly to our faith. We have to remain steadfast and devoted to God's commandments, holding our position to trust his promises, amen? Saints, and we, we, we tell our children this, and we have to be firm on this, and we have to be steadfast in this. We have to guard what we look at and what we listen to. Because there's ways that things that we look at that get in. There's things that we hear that get in. Amen. We told our children, when you fall asleep at night, you better be listening to something edifying. Amen. And it's been many times, and I told Nadia this, that I went in her room and I heard that she was listening to the Bible app. Amen. But it's been many times where you come in. I mean, one time we fell asleep with the TV. Well, we fall asleep with the TV on all the time. But we fell asleep with the TV on, and I heard something and immediately woke up. The spirit man woke me up. That is not right. Turn that off. That is not right. Turn that off. See, you know, uh, uh, Minister Brandon used to always talk about this. He talked about the subconscious. You know, you, you drive in your car. 
but you're thinking about something else and you're trying to figure out how did you get to where you were supposed to get to. <laughs> it's programmed, amen? Your subconscious is still speaking to you, amen? When you're asleep at night, things try to get in, but your spirit, man, wakes you up to let you know that's not right. Turn that off, amen? But we have to keep pressing the mark of the high calling, amen? Staying in the word and fleeing from sin, abstaining from all appearances of evil. Resist the devil every day and continue to purge ourselves from the things that are not pleasing to Father God and the Son, amen? Don't think that you've done it once and it's done, because, again, the enemy's going to try it again in a different way. So daily we have to purge ourselves from the most sinful things that try to come upon us, amen? We are not to be yoked with unbelievers, amen? That was one thing I didn't understand at a younger age. I, what do you mean yoked up? What does that mean? And when you yoked up with somebody so tight that you don't even know you have something around you to where you're around this person all the time, there's a problem. Because if you're trying to live a good life and that person is still there with you, still talking in your ear, putting something in your spirit, we have to be separated from that. Amen. We are to delight in doing the things right, amen? The more we learn the truth concerning spiritual warfare, the more prepared we can be to fight and be victorious, amen? We have to learn these things, saints. This is why we study the Bible and store it up because there will come a time where they will try to completely, completely remove the word of God, amen? This is why we got to get it in here. Amen. So let me say this and turn with me to Deuteronomy uh, 11 and 18. And this is why we have to get this on the inside, saints. When you walking around with your Bible all the time, yeah, you're prepared for it. But we got to get it in here. Because we're not going to always be walking around day by day place to place with our Bible in our hand, amen? But it says this. It says, therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be a furlong between your eyes. Hold on to that word and get it on the inside. Have you ever been in a position where you hear some stuff and it just don't sound right and all of a sudden the spirit speaks to you and tell you that's not right? This is what the word actually says. Because people will take words out of context, twist them up, and the next thing you know you're trying to figure out that don't even sound right. But you know what? If you are not seasoned in the word, you hear it and you fall for it. Amen? See, there's some smooth talkers out here that can take a word, twist it up, and the next thing you know, you believe in it. Amen? Like they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. Show me that in the Bible. See, people use things like this, but it's not in the Bible. Amen? In Proverbs 3, 3 through 6, it says this. I want you to get this in here. Amen? So when you hear something, the Spirit just immediately tells you, that's not right. This is what this is. Amen? 
But it says this in um, Proverbs 3, 3 through 6. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. See, Father God already knows what's going to happen, saints. He already knows what's going to happen. So shall thine words, so shall thine find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And we know this, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thine ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thine path. Amen? Stay with me in Proverbs, Proverbs 6.21. I want y'all to get it in. Amen? I want y'all to get this in. Proverbs 6.21, it says this. Again, Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. Why is he telling us this? Because he knows there's going to come a time where man is trying to take his word out of our hands. Amen. You can take it out of my hand, but you can't do nothing about it when it's in here. Amen. Proverbs 3, 7 tells us this again. Bind them upon thine fingers. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. Do you understand what he's saying here? Get it in here. Get it in here. I, look, we're going to pound this in today. We're going to get this word in here today. God is saying, get my word in your heart. Saints, hold fast to what God is telling you on today. This is a warning to let you know that time is coming. And I don't know, and, and I know Brother Marcus probably know this. Young man, quarterback, Houston Texans, won the playoff game. They went to interview him. And the first thing he said out of his mouth, I want to give glory, honor, and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the first thing he said. Now, NBC is receiving lashback because of what they did. Because you know what they did? They scratched all that off. They edited it because they don't want people hearing that. So they just wanted to hear about the game. He's giving honor to the one that allowed him to play the game. He's giving honor to the one that allowed him to win the game. Amen. Man don't want that. Man don't want to hear your, I don't want to hear about your salvation. Tell me about the game. But they're receiving lashback, amen, because of what they did by scratching out that, amen. Now, here are my last two scriptures, amen, in Jeremiah 31 and 33. Y'all going to hear that word, bind a lot, bind, 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 bind. But Jeremiah 31 and 33, it tells us this. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. I will put my law in their inward parts and write in them their heart and will be their God and they shall be my people. I'm going to write my words in your heart. Amen. 
Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 3 3. He says, For as much as ye were manifestly de uh, uh, declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. You ever wrote on your hand and you thought it was going to last all day? Because I'm going to tell you this. When you write on your hand in school, we already know what that means. You're cheating, right? When you write on your hand in school and you have a seventh hour test and you wrote this in the morning time. You done been outside playing. You done been to lunch. You done washed your hands, hopefully. And you've been doing a lot of other things, amen? So by the time you get to seventh hour and you think, I ain't going to have no problem with this test, and you look down at your hand and you see nothing but smear. That's not what God wants us to have, amen? He's going to write it on the tables of our heart. Not with ink. He's going to write it. Amen? But it's for us to get it. Amen? Everything we read, everything we hear that is godly and true and righteous, we have to hold on to, saints. We have to hold on to it. Because, again, that time is coming where they're starting to move things out of the way. They're starting to tear things down. Amen? They're starting to stop people from bringing their Bibles into school. I have a, a friend who's a, a teacher up in uh, Tecumseh, and I asked her, are the kids allowed to pray in the, in the classroom? She said, as long as they ain't loud about it, they can. Are they allowed to bring their Bibles in? They can't do that. You can bring everything. You can bring anything in the school now, dirty magazines, all that stuff. You want to bring it in there? We allow it. But when it comes to truth and godliness and righteousness, we don't want none of that in here. No, we don't want that in here. We just want trash and junk and corrupt our children's minds. That's what we want in the schools. But this is the world we live in now, saints. That's why we have to get it in here. Amen? Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in his word. Amen? As believers, we are to hold tight in the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen? Hold tight, saints. Hold tight. With that being said, into the hands of our pastor. Amen.